What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dan Cable Presents Podcast. Thank you for tuning in once again. If this is your first time listening, thanks for checking out the show. You can find fresh episodes coming at you every Friday. And if you want to help support the podcast in a free way, you go ahead and click subscribe on iTunes. Click write a review. Give the show five stars, and that will help propel the podcast into the tops of the iTunes charts, making the show more nationally visible and uh, just helping strangers find the podcast and overall just gives more exposure for the folks that are coming on the show and sharing their music with us. So uh, please take the time, take the next step in supporting the program and uh, just take a few minutes to, to leave the review. You don't have to say a lot, just a, a few words does the trick. Can't stress enough the importance of these reviews and, and just uh, it just helps legitimize the show when, when there's a bunch of reviews up for the podcast. So do it. Do it up. You can also check out the uh, the Dan Cable Presents YouTube channel, which features a bunch of uh, in-studio performances and live show performances and things things like that. We'll have some fresh videos hitting the channel at the beginning of the year, which I'm stoked to uh, share with everybody. But uh, yeah, another great episode is in store for you. Episode 139. I am uh, I'm pumped to share this this chat that I had with Harvey Bird, who is uh, is quite the, the music mind, and uh, I just really enjoyed our hang, so we will get into that momentarily. I am quite fired up this week, if you can't hear it in my voice. I'm pumped. I'm stoked. I just saw Metallica last night on December 5th here in Portland, Oregon. It was, uh, it was my fourth time seeing the band, but it, it had been almost 15 years since the last time. And it was funny because I was sitting, I was sitting there in my seat before the show got going, and um, I was drinking a beer, and I realized that the last time I had seen this band, I was, I was only like eighteen or nineteen, and uh, I remember, you know, obviously was not of age to be drinking in the show, so I just remember just uh, pounding beers in the parking lot. <laughs> with my buddy Ryan out there at outside the great Western form there in Los Angeles. And we're just pounding beers, you know, getting tuned up for the show. And, uh, yeah, it was just funny to, to think, think back on that. And, uh, and then to, to fast forward 15 years later and, um, I'm 10 rows back from the stage or so the closest I had ever, ever been, um, at a Metallica show to the stage, and it was it was just it was just very unreal. Um, I saw Metallica for the first time when I was twelve years old, and I had this really incredible um, babysitter growing up, who was who was pretty much part of our family, and she babysat me from the age of, you know, maybe three or four all the way 
through junior high or so, let's say, and then kept in contact with her thereafter. Um, but she was always jamming Metallica in her car on the old cassette tapes. And, and she turned me on to that stuff at a very young age. And uh, one weekend when my parents were out of town, Lollapalooza was was nearby there in Southern California. They were that was back when when Lollapalooza was still a a touring festival. It is no longer that. They just do it out of Chicago now every year, but it used to be a touring festival. It was 96 and uh just kind of last minute she she decided that we were going to try to get some some tickets in the parking lot. It was something that was sold out but we we cruised there metallica was the last to go on and so i don't know if she she must have knew that like this was the move to just kind of wait until the show had started and uh she waited long enough where we were able to get a couple tickets and uh that kind of blew my 12 year old mind up and uh i became you know, just a big Metallica fan because of her and because of that experience and then got to see them a couple more times in be- in between um, seeing them the other night. But uh, yeah, it was just it was just kind of unreal. Uh, I got to go to the show the other night as a as a rep, you know, as as media for for Vortex Music Magazine here in Portland. So shout out to Vortex um, but I don't know. I don't think 12 year old me ever thought that I would, uh, you know, close to 20 years later, be, be back at a Metallica show 10 rows from the stage and, and be kind of a part of the media and be, be there to be doing a write up on the show and whatnot. So just an unreal experience and one that I, I wish I could, you know, tell, that that woman who who babysat me all those years, unfortunately, we've kind of like lost contact. I have no no idea how to to find her, to let her know. But Christy Riley, wherever you're at, man, I'm I'm sending the vibes. I I appreciate the fuck out of you. You're so huge in uh, kind of opening my mind to this music world. So, shouts out to you, wherever you may be in the in the universe. And uh, that Metallica show, I'll tell you what. I used to always tell people that Metallica was my fir- my my favorite live show to see. When people would ask me, "What's your what's your favorite concert or live show you've ever been to?" and and the answer for a long time was Metallica. And I think because it had been 15 years since I had seen them, there had been some other shows that that maybe had shifted my mind about that. And uh, last night there at the Moda Center. With all you know, eighteen thousand other people, I was I was very much reminded that you know there's nothing like a Metallica concert. There's nothing more electric than that. When the lights go out in the beginning, all the arena lights go out, and Ecstasy of Gold starts playing. There's there's nothing like that that energy in a crowd and and. For you people that have seen it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But it's uh, it was it was unreal, man. And and those guys, I I feel like that was that was definitely the best 
performance of theirs that I had ever seen. And uh, there's definitely nothing old or tired about what they're doing. It's an unreal show. And it it really fucking blew my mind. And I'm, I'm real geeked and hyped about it, as you can tell. So Metallica, man. Metallica. <laughs> Just all of the crazy stuff they had going on, too, with the the visuals there was just all these cubes that flew like kept coming down on wires that had different visuals on them when they played one it it was insane just all of the different tv screens that they had showing the video for one going on at the same time and these cubes rose from the bottom of the stage that also ended up being um having drum pads on them so at one point during the set all four guys in the band were standing on different corners of the stage or different parts of the stage playing these huge huge cubes that rose from the stage it was just it was just so cool to see how much thought is still going into these things and how they can continue to to keep things fresh and yes there was fire there was pyrotechnics there was fireworks because it's a fucking metallica show and that's how it goes. So, um, yeah, if you have an opportunity to see this band, if you if you like Metallica at all and you have an opportunity to go on this tour that they're out, I would I would just encourage you to try to figure out how to how to get there because it it will be amazing and it will blow your mind. So, um, yeah, I'm getting I'm getting real uh, lengthy with this this intro. I'll tell you what. So let's get into some calendar dates real quick, and then we'll uh, we'll get into our episode this week. Uh, I just want to remind everybody: December fourteenth is night two of the Dan Cable Presents Holidays Party. Thank you for everybody that came out to night one at Turn Turn Turn. It was awesome. We had another crazy good turnout, and just the vibes between all the bands was was really great. It was it was a really killer way to to kind of kick this thing off and uh, just appreciate those bands so much small league sink ships rare monk and beige radio from seattle so night one was killer we got night two december 14th is at the fixin two if you like hip-hop jazz funk anything in that neighborhood neo soul this is the show that you should come out to it's at the fixin two on december 14th we got high pulp from seattle Adepsy, Unreal, and the Reunion of Two Planets, which I'm so incredibly psyched about. Um, so that's going on at the Fixin' Two. And then the following night is uh, some good old rock and roll, psych rock, folk music, Americana, things of that nature. December 15th is night three, the final night of the holidays party. And that is at the Secret Society those willows brother not brother and uh cedar teeth headlining that one so i'm i'm real pumped about uh night two and three if night one was any indication of uh how the rest of them will roll out it's gonna be it is going to be hot fire i will tell you what um and then also i just want to mention again something that we mentioned in the conversation i believe but um Harvey Bird, who is the guest of this episode, is part of a collective called MG Productions, and they host Hungry Hungry Hip Hop every uh, last Sunday of the month at Mississippi Pizza at the Atlantis Lounge, also a, a spot that I throw a lot of shows out, so shout out to Mississippi Pizza, and uh, they've uh, been kind enough to sponsor this show in the past, so uh, 
Yeah, so it's every last Sunday. If if you dig hip hop, it's a it's a great thing to go check out. They're always showcasing a, a really cool range of artists, and I believe Harvey mentions it on this episode. But this month particularly is on a is on the last Saturday of the month instead of the last Sunday. So get with that if you dig what you hear and. Um, Stoked to get into this this episode. Harvey is such a good dude, and and his transparency is something we talk about, and it's something I uh, I have much respect and much love for. He is uh, I I dig people that are are willing to share their experience, and I think he does such a great job of kind of delivering that through his music and. Uh, he just seems to to tap into something that that I connect to real heavy and um, on on an emotional level and and on the goofy side. So I just I just had a a real nice hang with this dude and and I just appreciate what he's doing. And I'm I'm stoked to see, um, you know, the music that that he continues to put out. He gave me a sneak peek after we. After we had our chat, he showed me some of the things that that he was working with solo and 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 some collaborations that he's working on. And I just think this dude has has a really cool ear for things and and his perspective of music and and where it all comes from just seems to come from a very genuine place. And uh, yeah, I dig the fuck out of it. And I hope I hope you guys. The listeners out there vibe with it. We are we're gonna get into it. Don't forget to leave your iTunes reviews, people. Super helpful. Can't stress it enough. Uh, I will put all of the links in the episode notes so you can keep up with Harvey Bird. You can keep up with myself. Don't be afraid to send an email out there. It's dancablepresents at gmail.com if you want to uh, chime in on anything going on in the show or or anything of that nature and uh if you're a hockey fan i just started a a hockey podcast recently it's three episodes deep i just dropped a, a new one on wednesday so check out that if you just search dan cable presents on itunes it comes up as well it's called between the pipes so for all you uh all you puckheads out there that is uh you know something to check out also, if you dig this episode too, make sure you check out the the episode with Moblin, who is also part of MG Productions. That was also a super rad hang. So we're doing it. We're getting into it. All the music we're featuring today is coming off of uh, Harvey Bird's Dogwood record that he just put out recently. It's available on all the streaming services, and we're uh, we're kicking it off with a jam called Hunted. Let's get into it. Yeah, I've been up on my shit. Yeah, I've been up on my shit. Yeah, I've been pushing the zip for a lift and a fit. Yeah, I've been hustling to keep it 100%. MG up in this bitch. MG up in this bitch, man, making these hits. Making your girl wanna switch. Making your team wanna quit 100%. I got the goal in mind, I hope you know that's true. Know that's true. And with the focus mind, I know that I can't lose. I'm Gail Ken, I'm going in. I'm going hard like a crystal gem. Hustle subtle on the low key. Try to evolve from the old me. Yeah, I've been up on my shit. Yeah, I've been up on my shit. Yeah, I've been pushing the zip for a lift and a fifth Yeah, I've been hustling, keeping 100% MG up in this bitch, MG up in this bitch Man, making these hits, making your girl wanna switch Making your team wanna quit 100% 100, yeah 100, ay, ay 100, yeah 100, gotta keep it, yeah 100, yeah, yeah 100, yeah, yeah 100, yeah, yeah 
shit down Like who the fuck you talking to when you be running your mouth Your energy's disrupting, I could probably do without I do this for my squadron, my madre and for the crowd, man yeah, I've been up my shit. Yeah, I've been up my shit. Yeah, I've been pushing the zip for a lift in a fifth. Yeah, I've been hustling, keeping 100%. MG up in this bitch. MG up in this bitch, man. Making these hits. Making the girl wanna switch. Making the team wanna quit. 100%. 100. Yeah. 100. You ready to do this thing, Harvey Bird? Let's go, man. Right Let's on, dude. I'm uh I'm incredibly pumped to 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 sit down with you and, and talk about your art with you and and where you come from and stuff because uh I'm I'm grabbed. I'm grabbed by what you do, man. Um the first time I saw you play or or do something was uh at Dusty Fox's album release. Um because you sang the hook on that that oh, one yeah. jam on his yeah. on his uh solo record, the uh which one was that? That was the crazy like fantastic Mr. Used Fox. To be. Yeah, kind of, kind of record, and uh, yeah, you sang the hook on "Used to Be." Yeah, me, and West Guy, West Guy's also yeah, on that. Absolutely, That's, absolutely, man. And that was funny because I didn't, I had never, I knew of Wes, but I never met him in person. I just heard him, and then eventually through all that, I was, you know, it led it, it led into that. So yeah, I'd seen Wes like rap once with the Prize in the early stages of that, uh, once before, but. Uh, yeah, man. I just, uh, I, th- I think your whole style, like, was, uh, it just seemed like you were real comfortable up there. And th- that, mm. that performing is, is something that just kind of, like, really seemed to flow through you. And, and, th- and that's what I've, like, kind of recognized anytime I've seen you perform now, because I've seen you do it a few times in, in different instances. But, uh, yeah, man. Just, just way into, into the vibe, the whole thing. So, um, yeah, just, I guess we can kind of start, like, you, you come from San Diego? Is yeah, that- by way of Spokane, actually. So, born in Spokane, uh, you know, so Pacific Northwest is in my blood. Um, and I moved down there about when I was four. A lot of young years in high school spent there. And, you know, a little bit of time after high school. And then I moved back up here because my biological family we had moved from Spokane here when I was, like, 14. So been in contact and visited a couple times you know i thought 122nd and powell was all that portland was when <laughs> i was a teen, you know younger teenager and up until when i moved here it was just about maybe now on going on five years so been here for a while and you know bumped into moblin i, I transferred vans i worked for vans for the longest time of my life and met him and you know fast forward to here and you know now kind of you know rooted in what I like to see is like a, a newer scene, something happening, something vibrant, something cool. So it's it's cool. I'm glad I where I've where I've ended up, you know. Yeah, and that's, you, you seem to surround yourself with a, a cool group of people who, you know, Moblin has been on the podcast before, but like the whole MG Productions crew and like I 
obviously I, I saw you guys like at a couple hive mind things. So um big fan of, of that community of people here in Portland. But uh, yeah, I grew up not too far from you in, in Corona, California. So like, you know, just an, an hour or so, but yeah. When did you start kind of like, wh what's your early exposure to music and, and when that kind of, grabbed you as as something maybe you wanted to mess around with so um my basically my my family's just a bunch of let's trade people to make sure people get the best upbringing they can so my my dad's sister raised me and she's basically my mom now you know since forever so but she just had this great you know great taste in music and she got me couple of instruments never put me into classes or anything but I took a liking to them instantly and kind of just started teaching myself how to play guitar and surfing the web finding tabs so that's the earliest so I mean that's where I start doing that and start figuring out you know I was like oh I could do this this is kind of easy and time goes on so I mean probably I started when I was nine when I got my first guitar yeah, well, like what what uh, what kind of music was she playing that was uh, kind of grabbing your attention? Just a lot of Earth, Wind, and Fire. She listened to we. There's a bunch of jazz stations down south, so a lot of jazz and just stuff I'd hear, you know, just around because it was just uh, especially San Diego. The South Bay of San Diego has just that throwback kind of, you know, Sunday Sunday evening slow jams, low rider, just chill and just that whole atmosphere kind of just made me really get a, a really big appreciation for R&B and soul and funk and, you know, Luther Vandross and the Commodores. And there's a funny one that I like to think of the Commodores and, like, I'm Harvey Bird and there's something, you know, someday I got to do something with one of their songs or something like that. So Yeah, you spend, like, a lot of time hanging around the beach and, and oh, shit yeah. like that. I mean, in, that's funny. A lot of people, you know, like, they'll hear when you hear my music if you don't follow me you're like okay he's rapping and doing stuff on this but you know guitar is you know probably my more comfortable thing before anything else you know i love playing guitar it's been an escape been solace been that place that i need but um that beach sound just comes across comes through you know <clears throat> and it's slowly changed into mythical wonderful forest you know rainforest sounds but yeah being around that that ocean vibe and just all that encompasses is like really really influential so yeah i think it's it is just that it's it is just its own vibe and it's uh i think it's just a a cool fit for what you do and you, there's just seems to be a lot of dynamic you know you like you said you you're more of like a guitar player first before anything yeah, and um, composer style of things but <clears throat> i've always had you know a knack for it you know or just a feeling i was like ah you know i like singing fast and rhythm and i was like oh that's you know that's rapping and you get into like just my earlier days just thinking my first like hip-hop experiences and like things like that i mean i love i guess i love with that the easiest trans transfer over would be that playing guitar and being in bands like that being in punk bands and hardcore bands that's kind of something i know that you have 
you know, you have a little bit of heart in that too. So yeah, man. Like, I mean, I love all of, all of like that, that skater punk and, and even some grittier punk. I mean, I spent like two straight years of going to this, there's this venue where I grew up called the showcase theater and it was pretty awesome, man. Like all of the, all of the punk bands came through that place. All of the hardcore bands played that venue. So, um, and I was a little more into like the actual punk rock when I was in high school. It kind of took me a, a while to come around to some of the more of like the hardcore stuff and, and, um, that scene but now like even that stuff i go pretty pretty hard for like i'll yeah. i will go through a day where i just like listen to norma jean all day or some shit you know yeah. like and that's that's fun that's throwback for me like in san diego there's this uh venue called soma soma sd and it's you know the same hotel like a renovated like old movie theater flipped into to be something and you know that every band would come through that. I saw you just when Under Oath just played, right? Yeah, and I, dude. I saw you. I saw you at that show. Oh man! I was like, I was like, oh, okay, hell yeah, Dan Cable. I'm about, you know, it's uh, winter time, so like I'm pretty much always in this this thrice oh, sweater. Yeah, I was like, thrice now, so like, did you listen to their their newest release? I did. It was chilling. I fucked I with it, it. super so heavy. Um, you know, I was just man. I don't want to uh, blast Under Oath or anything, and this isn't like a slide at them because I I do like. Um, some songs on their new record a lot like there's a lot of it that I dig and I understand that like a band like that has to evolve but the the fun thing about the thrice shows and going to that because I've been following following them for so long now it's, you know it's been it's like been 20 years of following that band nearly you know and, and it's uh, it's cool going to those shows because the fans know everywhere to like even all the new jams like everybody's really on board but then the under oath show was different because when they played the new stuff people were like not as into it but they will still go to hear all those old old jams which is great like it was it's those shows are just so much fun dude to like sing along in a in a room that big with in that sort of environment like those anthemic choruses like there's nothing like going to those shows and like the coheed shows oh yeah and that's, I kind of want to tap into that a little bit more. And that I think you talked about the comfortability when I'm up there. You know, that's that comes from that environment. Comes from, you know, a little bit more of that grit in the crowd. A little bit more of, you know, you got to be a little bit more of your wits about. You got the pit. You know, you got to worry about people coming up out of the pit. And, you know, I like the hip hop scene because we're we're slowly getting the mosh pit. We're slowly getting the mosh pit. Shout out Karma Rivera, always getting off stage. <laughs> She's getting down there in the crowd and getting the mosh pit going. I like that. That's that's a good move. You know, that's that's something that we need to get back into that. You know, a lot of crowd participation and that energy and yeah, you know, giving yourself all the time up there. You know, so it's it means something. It's a synergy. So it's yeah, dude. There, I mean, there's just there's nothing like like just singing along in a huge crowd like in that environment especially with like even all the pop punk stuff like i'm sure you go pretty heavy into that oh, that stuff as well like yes, man. We can, yeah like just, what bands were you listening to a lot when you were like that phase that of, phase will go like when you were playing in those types of bands and stuff we'll go 
Dance Gavin Dance, off the bat, um, Kurt Travis Records, number one. Those are really, really my favorite. He's great. Uh, Four Year Strong, I'll put in that category. Um, a little bit heavier, you can go like August Burns Red, stuff <laughs> like that. For sure. Um, after the Burial, you know, like even more. Just uh, There's a band called Ration the Truth that was from... Uh, San Diego that we were into, Lower Definition, kind of got a steam. Chris Crummett is Portland-based, and he recorded, like, all those Rise Records bands and stuff. Yeah, dude. So that was initially one of my favorite things moving up here. I was like, oh, no matter what I do musically, one day I'm going to get in the studio, Chris. It's so funny. Um, I I feel like nobody talks about that. Like, nobody knows that. The scene. <laughs> that there's, here, like, this huge label like for that scene of music is is here yeah. like it's right here yeah. and i feel like nobody knows that are you are you somebody that like keeps up with the current era of like that type of music like i just the, know that them and like epitaph have been like signing bands with different sounds you know slightly different sounds and i see it because you know you gotta you gotta keep bands that you know will be playing those shows but uh, I don't know who Rise has on their label right now. Yeah. So there's a few of those bands that I pay attention to that are like then like what's going on now. And there's there's some cool stuff. Like I I didn't realize the impact that 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 pop punk those years of it had like on music oh. and like what it is now. You know, like I don't know. I just I just wasn't sure that I saw like it it's funny because I look at like SoundCloud rappers or whatever you want to put people in that category as and all this autotune use and all these things. And I'm like, autotune comes from, you know, that 2008 time when I was listening to Attack Attack, <laughs> you know, and there's like autotune on all the clean hooks over these just crazy like riffs. And it's just, that's what I remember. So it's so funny to see it utilized and almost the content, it seems to be very similar to. So it just seems a little bit like the scene transformed a little bit into more of a, and you know, I was just thinking that hip hop's the new rock and roll, you know? And it's almost like as hardcore and scene and all punk, you know, all that sound is considered rock and roll. You get hip hop in all its different forms. Yeah, dude. So, I mean, it didn't, Hip hop is also very punk rock, you know, it is. like, and I think that's also something that I've grown to understand is that like punk rock is not just, you know, a type of music. Like it's an, it's just an attitude towards things, I think. And, uh, yeah, there's very much that in the hip hop shows and, the, and that's why I, Rage, I love, Rage Against the Machine, that's why yeah. I love going to those shows, you know, like yeah. it's the same, I think it like taps into something very similar for me of being at those those punk rock shows of being in the circle pit and you know just yeah. kind of letting loose and i i don't know yeah i just get some of that those same feels at the right show where everybody's <laughs> hyped and you know definitely where the person on stage is just really delivering like something special you know yeah i just um Went to the show at Holocene. It was uh, Sac Passe, I believe is the way you say it. And it had, there's Fontaine, Jason and the Fine, Boca, you had Young Sherman, 
all the the big hitters but boca had a drummer there and, i saw some video of that and he was like definitely on some like real techie like metal level like things and like boca was just going in and he was rhythmic with it and it just lined up and i was like yep that's right you know like it sounded and it just gave me that vibe it sounded because holocene sound is you know immaculate and it was just it just sounded so full and i was like okay this all makes sense you know it, yeah. it kind of clicked in that sound so it was it was cool to see those two things especially here i've been waiting to kind of you know we've got all the we, we got some cool live hip-hop outfits but as far as that metal like you know that metal double pedal technical stuff i've been dying to hear somebody you know just spit a quick 16 over yeah you know? dude because those are your worlds colliding yeah <laughs> and i mean they, they are colliding in just general they're you know it's happening music is at another metamorphical stage i feel like you know where it's just genres are blending again and people are feel more open and honestly with the record i put out you know it's if i don't it feels complete but it also feels a lot different than a lot of things out but you gotta strive and make your sound so i mean and that's why i think i'm way into it because i think like it's different, but I think it's also just has some really good songwriting, you know. So, like I, I'm about it because of those, like both of those things. Like it, yeah, it feels very authentic. Like I don't know, it feels like only Harvey Bird could have made that record, you know. Like it definitely seems to have. It, it's obviously some sort of makeup of your influences and whatnot just like anybody's music is but yeah it's 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 just super cool man but when uh when you were heavy into like everything going on with playing guitar and in like the scene bands and everything were you also paying attention to what was going on with hip-hop like were you keeping up with that yet or was that not does that happen super, later for you it happens later it's not so much it's like more the mainstream sounds coming up I mean, you know, I'm listening to, I'm picking up on. And if you really want to think about it, or if I think about it, I mean, we can go back and say, like, Linkin Park might be my first real, you know, feelings towards something. Just, like, that's cool. That's more accessible to where I'm at in my life, you know? Um, I appreciate you saying that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I could touch on that even a little bit deeper, like, being, you know, biracial. Sometimes it's hard to find an identity in either or scene you know trying to figure out you know which who's and you find this thing that's like hey that sound is kind of like me you know so you're like cool i can tap into this and follow that and just that you know heavy i mean even deftones sometimes now you know when i tap back into it there's i just want to flip a deftone song now and like pins and needles i want to rap over the beginning of that so bad you know like there's well, just yeah man and i i mean there was they were obviously interested in that sort of production too, like all the remixes that have done, been done. Yes, and, yes. and, you know, there's that's basically like what that side project was, was just like beats almost, you know, just very like. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, man. I, that's, uh, that's very cool that, I mean, that you kind of attach to that for that reason, you know, yeah. just. But I mean, let's see. And then, you know, Kanye starts doing what Kanye does and making the waves that he did, you know. And I think that, like, nobody at that point wasn't really 
tapped into a little hip, more hip hop, you know, a little bit more as a as a, a main outlet. And then from there, I just start digging. Uh, Nujabes is something that I had stuck to f- forever since I was little. You know, Samurai Shampoo comes out. We can start maybe talking about anime now if you want to do that. <laughs> um, but definitely, you know, that is another in, you know, to my hip hop realm. My first song I ever rapped over actually is a Nujabes remix over Carving. And it's... It's funny. I sound so. I sound like. I think I'm like 15, 16, and it's just like, it's just. It's it's funny, but you know, I've come a long way from there. But I'd say he's like Lincoln Park and New Job is my first real kind of delves into understanding. Like I like that. I like this. I like this way of expressing myself. You know. Yeah. When when that kind of clicked in, did you immediately start wanting to like write? that kind of music or like explore what that could be through your lens? Uh, I did, you know, I've, my songwriting definitely got a little bit more in depth and I started thinking about things and started putting up uh, rhythms and patterns in my heads and everything kind of slows down a little bit at that time. And I go from wanting to play in these rock outfits to wanting to play a little bit more funk oriented and R&B music and it was cool to kind of see that those two worlds kind of mesh too and kind of just slow me down from understanding I didn't need a breakdown to get that heavy, cool, you know, feeling from yeah. a song. That was definitely something I started realizing and I was like, cool. And I make this shift and I think it starts more with my guitar work and starting to play a little bit more. And then you get to, you know, fast forward to just freestyling and being okay at it and me and Moblin and me and Moblin lived together for a while and we'd sit at that table and we would just freestyle until we were done, you know? And it's funny, this thing that we both would do for a little bit, you know, in our own time, once we lived together, it was just like, oh, cool, I have a sparring partner almost, you know, to sit here and do this. And it's just from there and you really start seeing it as a viable option to like express yourself and, you know, get some energy out and talk about things that, you know, I need to be a little bit more poetic about, I feel. So. Yeah. Did you kind of do all the freestyling before you actually ever maybe sat down to write something? Well, that first track, I training ground. uh, It's all, I feel like freestyling is probably, or at least just finding those patterns, you know, sometimes I'll hit a, a nice pocket, but it's, that's my favorite part about, you know, other than the word plays in general, because freestyling is that, but just that, that feeling when you hit something and you're in the pocket and your brain's firing on the cylinders and you're being articulate about it and, you know, you're getting it out. Like that's, that's something I, I ride a high off of, you know, a little bit. So that's always been my favorite part about it. Songwriting, you know, as I figured out, I could do it more. I started doing it more, you know? Yeah. Did you, you just kind of feel like it was way less like calculated than what you had done before with songwriting or like bands you had played in having that freedom to just kind of let it flow and not be sticking to the structure of a song. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a hip hop song can have so many different avenues and parts of it. It could be very cinematic. It could take you from point A to point A1 to point A, B, you know, it's like, two and so on and so forth but it it is nice to i think it was that jump to get out of that structure and be playing with a bunch of people that being just like oh i can just 
express myself and feel feel something like what is this what 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 is this making me feel right now what is this sound making me feel every time i hear a beat it's like how can i harmonize with this like what is it pulling out of me and i think being able to look at a song like that through the lens of hip hop or just through the lens of you know the poetics of all of it and just songwriting is a lot more fun and a little bit more accessible through you know hip hop as opposed to me picking up my guitar and being like let me write the craziest ballad anybody's ever heard you know yeah but you can kind of do kind of do it all you know yeah. you can do whatever you want that's with the it. goal like i think <laughs> i mean i gotta think that your your knowledge of you know the guitar and being able to compose on on a guitar is is such a like added value like when you're composing music yeah i think that that like definitely can set you aside because you know other people can use guitar players and whatever like in their productions and stuff but definitely that's you know even so you bring that up in our record the last two songs on the record there's no samples other than just my guitar uh cuddy flam great great mc wonderful engineer wonderful producer produced that whole Outside of the the first track is produced by my friend Lucky Swami, who's down in Diego. Uh, but everything else out of that is... Like the the intro track? Mm-hmm. Is that the one you're talking about? Which okay. is a Elliot Smith sample. Is it? Yes. With a... It's got James Baldwin on it. Too. Yeah, yeah. That... Um, Which I thought was another nice blend of my two worlds and ways I've felt the universe, you know? Little, of those two gentlemen... Yeah, man. Crossing over. I was. I definitely wanted to to talk about that because that was. I just thought that that was such a cool way to set your record off. Was with this powerful conversation and these uh, that James, like that whole section by James Baldwin. You know, just kind of just really f- fucking you know letting this dude know. Yeah. That, that's. Uh, our existences aren't necessarily the same. You know? Yeah. And there's a there's a few times on the, probably just twice, once in the opening and close to the end track, Power 2, you know, where I kind of get a little more real about about things. And there's not, there's not a lot of that throughout this little record, you know. Some of it's self-exploring and some of it's goofy time with the friends. But with those, you know, I just wanted to take a second and, definitely try to paint a picture and have somebody like definitely get that out there for people who didn't know and hadn't heard that because i always thought that was a really powerful you know a freestyle of his own you know in a way yeah it's really him just like you know expressing himself on that platform and in that time you know yeah the times don't feel too much different now but in that time to really be who he was and step up and do those things and say those things for people so Absolutely, man. And I just think in general, it a lot of people just have a difficult time putting themselves in other people's shoes. And, and uh, it's, it's a real lack of perspective a lot of the times. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's just just not being compassionate for or like having a lack of understanding that that everybody's existence is very like different from one another, you know, and just because you do not see things as a threat or see things, um, you know, 
is being like unjust for for others doesn't mean that that that's not what they are experiencing yeah. you know i always thought it's it's like just out of my nature it just you know that's how i approach things and i'm always like cool like how's that person feeling about this and i can never wrap my mind around the idea of you meeting somebody from a different place in this planet and not being stoked at what you could learn from them you know like that just always blew my mind like it was whenever i meet somebody new like I love variety. I love something different, you know. Take all the tools, become the the alpha human. To do that, you got to come back. Everyone's got to come back together. And I think, you know, that starts on so many different levels for so many people to do so many different things. So, but that's my my outlook on that. Like, you know, we we got to try to bring it all back. You know, keep it keep it inclusive for everybody. You know, I think that utopia should be. You know. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, it seems like you're super into even going to see people that you dig within the scene and see what you can learn from them Oh and, yeah, and, and their, uh, you know, delivery of their performance or, uh, what they're doing on records and whatnot. I mean, we were just talking about before we got on the mics, just, just about, going to to that show at Holocene and whatnot. So oh, yeah. it's like yeah. There's that. I mean you know, it's there's it'd be one thing if everyone wasn't so damn talented. But you know, like I mean it's everyone this the level of talent in the city on all firing off at all cylinders. It's it's amazing and it's cool to be around that and see that and see people, you know, that I've been following for a while, even grow and become better artists and their stage presence get better and these things happen and seeing people get to be on the bill for huge artists coming through, you know, they're coming through town and I think that's, it's cool to watch people progress, you know. Um, See like Dodger on the fucking Anderson Pack album and shit. That's fire, you know. That's, yeah, that's that's huge. It's equal, it's, it's, it's it's huge and it, it's a huge inspiration too you know it makes you like cool it's right there maybe it makes it's tangible it feel, you know feel, keep yeah, working keep working man. it's tangible you know and i think everyone everyone knows that you know and just i think the quality of work from the city coming out right now is reflecting that people are like you know put in some time some effort so you know 2019 the bar is is raised for everyone i think everyone feels it they they feel it coming on but it's cool because there's so many there's so many platforms that people are offering each other you know like uh we do hungry hungry hip-hop mg yeah um but uh the no cap northwest just started up over at bottles okay fremont and that's gonna be a good place for people to kind of go out and start doing things you got the thesis always running um was it uh Sunday Chill over at Deadstock is a kind of a beat makers showcase that happens every last nice. Sunday. And that's another one I know about. Just there's a lot of places for people to come out and kinda, you know, share and I think that's important. You know, we gotta build that community. We were just talking about, you know, like you said before the mics, we got some stuff going on and that community building factor is important and I've yeah. been preaching that since we were back at White Eagle on stage. <laughs> Absolutely, man. No, that shit is important. I mean, it all rises together, you know. Um, and yeah, I'm super 
appreciative like all every every venue that you know i've been working with over the last couple of years is just they're just always down for for hip-hop shows or if i want to throw a hip-hop show they're they're into it you know like it seems like you know it's just becoming more uh more prominent in the scene yeah it's just cool it is building up it's cool to see it popping up more and more like we're down over off Ankney sometimes at a little spot named uh, called Valentine's. Yeah. And we have shows in there all the time. I know a couple of other people have had shows there. And that's just a cool spot, you know, and people just being open and be like, cool, like, we charging this at the door. Come on in. Like, you guys run it. Like, here you go. Here are the keys, you know? Yeah. And that's that's cool. That's fun. And I look forward to more of that, you know. the more The more places we can play, the bigger the shows or the more frequent the shows, you know. It's always cool to try to get that that cool lineup that you didn't think was gonna happen with these artists to you know just happen because so many shows are happening and you gotta you know it's gotta happen eventually you know yeah it's fun man it's fun I don't know throwing a show is it's like throwing a party it's it's good times you know like you get to see all the all the people you want to see play music you know so um were you always pretty comfortable with being like pretty transparent? through your writing and that kind of come yeah it's recently it's, no it's it's always kind of been there um I'm, I'm a pretty open dude like you know sit around and talk to him within you know a couple of beers or whatever we're hanging out i'll tell you my life story i think it's easier that way people have a better grip on like who you are where you come from i mean it's just it's cooler that way man you know like people they want to you know they want to, I think people want to understand other people. And if you, I mean, and it makes sense to not always put yourself out there for everyone, but you know, I'm, I'm super comfortable with things that have happened and where I'm at and understanding that I'm still growing and understanding that everyone's growing. And I think that's a cool thing to talk about all the time because people forget that and people think they're stagnant when they're not. And, you know, it's nice to be reminded whether it be through like song or, you know, something, you know, the flowers and the trees changing, you know, stuff's always in flux and things are always going to be, you know, imperfect, but perfect at the same time. So think about it, talk about it. So, yeah, I, yeah, I do like being transparent. <laughs> yeah. You think that, um, yeah, your, your art is just a, a solid way to kind of process that for yourself too and just kind of like remind yourself of like how you're growing yeah and it's cool i mean and then it's it's almost like documenting points in your life you know um and i like that aspect of it too there's songs i've made where i can just go back and listen to them and they make me feel a certain way and help me remember certain things and that's you know a lot with a lot with this dogwood release was a lot of that every time i hear it now you know we worked on it for about a year uh 100 came out as a single like a year and a half ago you know so it was it's been a long time coming and there's been some projects in between but just a lot of you know memories attached to all that and it was kind of cool to finish it and just really close off all those and i think the energy and just life you can attach to a project sometimes is just real cool you know and you can just be like cool i did that it's there and almost you know like a book you can go back and 
tap into almost a photo album of sorts you know look at stuff revisit things so the last track like who are you like that's just a good one to go back on some days when i'm not feeling the hottest and i i'll go back and i listen to myself and you know it's, it's a good question you know like who are you, you know, yeah man. where are you going like you know and just like reiterate that so a cool mantra to kind of finish the the record off but like you said man you know we're always growing we're always moving forward so why not help everyone be reminded of it and just you know keep doing it so moving forward you know with future projects i think i'm trying to get a little goofier i want to tell some stories you know so that'll be a fun one kind of move more from that freestyling aspect to really just nailing down you know these thoughts i have in my head and just putting yeah. them out like that so I'm actually putting out a probably putting out a single before the end of December. Just a, a lonely guy, but just something that me and Cuddy came up with on the fly. So I think it'll be cool and a nice little, nice little taste of what the future will hold as far as just songwriting and things that I want to be aiming for in the sound. I want to kind of be striving for in this accord. So I also have plans for like guitar related kind of band stuff so i been working on this project called silversmith with my buddy adam who's from memphis he's a sick drummer and that's going to be something that we'll have to tap into a little bit more yeah, i'll yeah. be sending over to you but what kind of music is that more in the lane of uh more in the lane of like kind of funk kind of indie rock kind of vibes a little bit, little bit kind of geared towards an internet vibe or a phony people kind of thing, but also just a little bit more, a little blues in there, a little bit more, probably, we'll see. It's 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 always shifting and changing. We're trying to get in the studio here at the beginning of the year, so, and get that EP out and see how it turns out. But it's it's gonna be, I'm gonna be pressing, pressing a little bit, trying to see what, I, what kind of sounds we can get, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, man. No, I I um I appreciate the like the documentation of like a life in that way, you know. Like it's uh the same thing for me, just you know, putting out music for a while. It's it's just cool to have things to kinda go backwards and, and look to, you know, and, and even since kind of starting the podcast, you know, every once in a while check out like an old conversation for like context on something and it's just like, oh, this is cool, man. Like these these conversations will be out in the world like for forever pretty much until the, the digital age is gone and like everything gets blown up or whatever. But yeah. you know <laughs> as, as soon as all those hard drives get, get fried in the in the cloud, whatever the cloud is yeah. evaporates. Um but like it's I don't know, it's it's uh it's it's cool to be able to go back and like look back on a conversation or you know, look back on, on tunes that you've made and just like see those progressions, but also like maybe uh, just really tap into a feeling that you had during that time that you were writing that song or, or whatever, you know? Yeah, it's it's fun, you know, that, like you said, and I said, it was just, just keeping those things, you know, with you and 
Honestly, just being able to, I think that might be my way of, you know, compartmentalizing things. Just putting them in songs, <laughs> capturing them in these song orbs, and then starting away and just putting them. But it works for the most part. And moving forward, I think, you know, like I said, I just want to write different songs about different contexts. Because, I mean, a lot of it's, you know, it's been a lot of, like, kind of that awareness of self-growth, you know. But I haven't really talked about like, excuse me, I'm doing this right now. I understand I'm doing this. And there's a little bit more of that mentality now. It's like, you know, once you are aware, you need to believe in yourself. Then you just believe in yourself, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of phase two is like, all right, let's go, you know? And that's for everyone around me, you know, I like to see that too. And it's funny, you know, if you, you start picking up your feet and you start moving a little bit faster, you'll see your team, you know, they'll... You might synergize some people and get them moving, and that's you know been the move lately for MG and and me in that realm of things. And I think it's it's gonna be beneficial. 2019 just seems like it's gonna be a big year, just from maybe it's just because it's coming to 2018 is coming to a close. But I definitely feel really optimistic moving into this you know next next phase of things. So. Well, yeah, man. If this, uh, if the dogwood releases like any indication of what is to come to you or like from you, not that there should be like any expectations on it, but I think um, when I first checked out the record, I was um, like pretty blown away by it and like real taken by it. I was just like, uh, like like we were saying earlier, it's just kind of it has a different vibe to it and. I just, I didn't know what to expect. Like, I already liked you before, you know, like, and I, you know, seen you perform, but I, I've n- never heard you on one of your own songs. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, when it, when it just kicked in with Glow, like, I was just all in very quickly. I was just like, I knew Harry Bird was cool as fuck. Like, yeah. I, and, and, appreciate then, that. Yeah. That one, uh, that one's that one's cool. I was kind of touching on it a little bit earlier that um but that one just it's it's pretty vulnerable, you know, that that course is just like, you know, I'm just like, yo, like I am aware of these things, <laughs> you know. And then but the verses were fun cuz I got to really get into that kind of wordplay and that's one of those moments where I was like, you know, I can write a decent song. I feel really good about these and like the flow comes off and it's comfortable and it's you know, it's it's bold, you know, but it's it's smooth, it's it's chilling, it's cool and I had a that was probably my favorite one. That's might be one of my favorites on the record and I'm just glad how that one came out. Live is good and everyone loves that course, so it's it's fun. It's fun to it's fun to just run back for yourself too, you know, on those days when you're not feeling so so hot. And I've actually got that from a good friend of mine, he told him that, like, it's just a very, the whole record kind of oozes positivity, you know? This, yeah, dude. Real, this undying optimism, which I've, I've had since I was a child, which is funny that it comes across in my music, but I like that, you know? It's uh, it's very much that. Like, it's it's one of those those records I like to listen to, 
like first thing in the morning sometimes at work now because it, it does have that positivity and it's just like all right like it's fine dude like you're at the job it's fine yeah. <laughs> like you're you're fine <laughs> it's gonna be all right it's <laughs> not dope. that bad you know like it, it's one of those those records when i listen to it at work it makes me like feel that way you know it, so um yeah it definitely does ooze positivity and like through it and that's that that vibe is something that definitely like resonates pretty heavy and then that's why like i like it so much so um it's my favorite track on the record for sure glow is definitely it's definitely up there and uh yeah this is like a, a cool cool spot to drop it in right now i'm down let's get into Let uh, hear it. let's get into harvey bird's uh dogwood record this is this is glow everybody i don't want to lose anymore and i won't give up this universe of ours top of glow uh the beginning that's uh some g gundam some g gundam uh, sound clips tell me about this g gundam, gundam. education <laughs> g gundam tell me these things i, I don't understand it's uh g gundam is uh one of the series in the gundam anime series and uh who you hear is domon and he's a fighter he rolls with burning gundam 
he's just, you know, he doesn't want to lose anymore, and he's trying to protect everything, and he's done with it. And that comes from when he's destroying his his master, Master Asia. Um, just some cool stuff, you know. Um, that whole that whole realm of anime is something big within the friend group within the collective of mg you know and close to my heart so you know and if you know me you know it you know it's just it's what it is you can catch it on my instagram anytime you know i'll be like oh here i am watching this check this out <laughs> with me guys here we go yeah you I, know, so. I talked with uh with moblin a little bit about about anime and my my like complete ignorance for it like it's just <laughs> never been anything that was uh something i paid attention to very intently so i'm just always like very infatuated by oh. you know like just like anything like other people's fascination with anything like i think it's like intriguing to me you know and oh. and especially with like the anime thing because it, it was just something i was never really really on but uh like i also think it's it's funny that it, like seems to be very deeply rooted in like in hip-hop culture as well like there's just a lot of rappers that love anime and all the rappers now are just repressed repressed nerds you know like (laughs) that's all it was like you couldn't be like i love dragon ball z back in the day you know like they just be like what is that because all the old heads didn't know what it was you know but now like everyone you know like you can make those references everyone's like play yeah you know denzel curry's like i'm gonna make a song called super saiyan and people are like oh yeah i know what that is i love that you know and like all the references are littered across hip-hop you're you know you're right so i even have a song plus ultra which is based off of my hero academia which is like a, a newer anime just the most positive allegory of anything man it's just like it's so sick you should check it out it's great but uh, that song, you know, I touch base with a lot of the characters in there. And I talk about, you know, they're all about teamwork, you know. And I talk about the team and I talk about everybody, you know, going there. Plus Ultra, as I said, you know, Go Beyond is Plus Ultra. Yeah, that's and, another jam know. I dug a lot on the on the record. Do you feel like it's just like the anime, there's just like a lot of layers to it? to what like the messages are in are in it or like what is like so it's, attractive or like attaches you so heavy to that world i would say the worlds that are generated in general are always really cool narratives are phenomenal the art style just animation in general always intrigues me it doesn't matter what kind it really is if it's done well i really like it and you know just that there's a nostalgia factor to it a lot of times being introduced to like, you know, action cartoons and things when you're a younger kid and you latch on to those and your first signs of like heroes doing crazy things with, you know, beyond, you know, they're, it's another superhero tale just the way I'm in the, I'm in the comic books really heavily too, you know, like, you know, rest in real fast, rest in peace, San Lee, you know, um, but just making worlds where you can escape, you know, for a second, regain that positive energy and then pop back out you know so i think that's what i look for and like even in those those series you find characters that are flawed you know but always you know people seek redemption or there's just different avenues you know there's real life in those cartoons sometimes you know yeah and especially nowadays i feel like writing has really kind of stepped up a little bit and the world around us is kind of influencing art in general so what we're seeing are just you know 
the content of a lot of things is shifting and being a little more true to what at least I believe in and that, you know, it's that overall positive message. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely dig that. And I just also think that the, you know, there's obviously still like big pop stars and big record label stuff. And, um, those things exist, but there's also like the, the age of the internet kind of allows smaller individuals to like rise up through that and, and get their art noticed. Oh yeah. So just think it's, uh, it's cool that it seems to be on a more level playing field in that sense. At least you can like be heard and then like the market kind of determines what it digs, you know, in that way of like, you know, things informing the art, like you were saying. Yeah. It's, and that's, you know, that's, beneficial in so many ways it's just like you step up into this realm where now like a little bit more of that is in your hands as an artist to put your music out there and get that renown and you can work hard at it you know and you can you can get it if you if you set it up the right way i feel like if you you know are in the right place at the right time if you got to be more of your own manager in that sense when you're working around that thing or have at least a team with you that's aiming for the same goal but doesn't take a label anymore you know and that's something that i try to keep in mind when i'm moving around and making moves and making music that you know is a little bit different you know but at the same time I, you know i really vibe with certain contemporary sounds so certain songs you know will probably lend a little bit more to sound like something that's on the radio or not you know but yeah, I mean, you, you seem to have an appreciation for both. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think that that's uh, that's that's shown in your in your songwriting for sure. Yeah. You yeah. have some shit that's feels spacey and tripped out, yeah. but it's also like very much like in this pocket, and and a lot of like everything on the record has some some great hooks and, and stuff that, that like really stick in your head and that, that positivity that we were talking about earlier, like that's, uh, that's, there's a lot of people seeking that, that type of, of music and, and inspiration and influence yeah. and something we need desperately right now. I feel like, you know, just in general in the world and it's, it almost powers me up a little bit more when people let me know, like it's, you know, like, I hear this, you know, I feel that and I'm like, cool, you know, that's like, that's like some energy towards me. And I think that it's, it's a, it's a nice relationship to have with people around me and people listen to music that I do make because I'm, I'm helping them and in turn it's helping me, you know, and it's this nice community thing where that energy that I've exerted comes back, you know, and I think that's beautiful. I think any artist, anybody who really puts themselves out there, you know, and really works on their craft and does what they like to do, you know, and people are taking in that content, you know, the least thing you could do is be like, go let that person know that they influenced you and that you appreciated that, you know, and that's more energy to to their engine, you know, so it's... Yeah, sometimes that validation is, is important to that, type of thing you know of of keeping it going and knowing that uh 
that it really means some some things to some people out there. It doesn't have to be even a lot of people, you know. Just just one person could yeah. probably change your entire Definitely. week if they came up to you. I'm like sick, you know. So, and at the same time, you know, a lot of the times that person is me. You know, I'm like cool. Like like I said earlier, like I'll just go listen to my own song. <laughs> it'll, get, it'll get me through the day you know so it's it's all good and like i said it's it's all a little bit of a therapeutic type of deal when i'm creating music so whether it be hip-hop or like something on the guitar or a beat or something you know like it's just it's all part of what i'd rather be doing all the time you know so i'm trying to trying to figure out what that means Sometimes when I think about it, like, you know, where do I want to put all this energy and I touched base on it a little bit earlier, but how, excuse me, how all the music is kind of like blending again, blending, blending together again. And, you know, that's just fun to know and be ready for and just anything's possible, essentially, you know, get back to that mindset. Yeah. Um as far as working with uh with Cuddy Flam there, your uh fellow member of the of the Goon Squad. Mm-hmm. Like what what is what is it about like working with that dude that is inspiring to you and, and also, you know, like what he brings as as a producer to to things? His workflow is just so incredibly swift. And he'll just, you know, be pumping things out and have them ready and do something and, like, be quiet for, you know, a week. And then all of a sudden we got, like, a remix out or a remix tape out. And I'm like, when did you have time to do this? And then, you know, we still have beats to be working on. And it's always just been that, you know, it's something he's, I feel like he's meant to do that. You know, like, that's his nerdiness. That's his art and the fact that, I appreciate the sounds that he called, you know, curates and puts out. Like, that's why he produced a whole record for me, you know? Like, I felt that it would help me amplify my message. And I feel like he makes a lot of tracks and a lot of sounds that help me, you know, I latch on when I talked about finding that emotion through, like, a song, you know, and, like, harmonizing with it. It's just, that's what I feel a lot through a lot of his beats, you know? And we're you know we're all on the same tip. There's always those those anime snippets, those video game cutouts, those the samples he uses. Sometimes it's just like, what sound is that? You know, and he'll, he'll chop it up, spin it up, do something to it. And he's just very very smart about it, very quick about it, and he enjoys it too. You know, seeing somebody enjoy what they're doing is another you know that's another vibe I'm looking for in teammates. So when we make a banger and we're just all, you know, in the studio just geeking out. Like it's <laughs> it's funny, you know, it's fun. So it's an energy, man. Yeah. It's uh it's it's a it's cool to experience that um on your own, but to experience it like with somebody is is this whole next level of it because you feel feel their energy in it as well. So it's it's wild, man. Yeah, and it's been that that feeling for, like, the whole squad, just kind of the last couple of years doing what we've been doing and just making moves as a team. 
it's been cool you know it's been cool to watch everyone grow and hear their feedback on how i've grown and that's you know you need that support system i feel like you know if you're not going to have a label your collective or your label which we're you know we're basically our own label at this point but you got to have that that round table of people working for yeah. it so you know gotta find the inspiration keep it close so yeah and did you did you guys collab a lot on the production for the record or like how did things kind of happen with with the, the collection of tunes so some beats just trickled from beat tapes from the past um like i said the last two tracks are, are beats that we kind of sat down and made um i played guitar on those so you know he's being original samples is super awesome but you also uh compose beats as well i do uh nothing on that release was for me um i've been trying to figure out which which program i'm trying to use to you know do that i've spent a lot of time with different ones recently busted into the fl studio kind of realm but I, I i do like to sit there and you know make a few beats i actually have a beat tape that i'm planning on releasing in december as well that's going to be coming up so something to be on the lookout for called Super Swan Saga Part 1. And then Part 2 is going to be a collaboration tape with... Hopefully, if we get it uh, together going, I've been working with Snugsworth a little bit, going to get that to come out. So Snugsworth is killer. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, is that is it also just something that you would like to get better at and, and just more familiar with as far as being able to to compose beats just so that you have more tools for for what you're doing as far as your your music productions and compositions and stuff like that yeah definitely i mean uh, if you master you know an aspect of the recording process and the mixing process and making beats and everything you become an engineer you know so i've already recorded myself before you making the beats you know it's just going to add to that repertoire of things that i can do and just really being able to capture my guitar in a way and then maybe build around that and see what i can create with what i got going on in my head through whatever tools i'll be using at the time it's just like a giant playground really you know and i i like that you know give me something that makes a sound i'll figure out how to make a song with it you know? <laughs> so yeah well i i yeah definitely dig what you know what well, Cuddy Flame adds to the project for sure, man. Like, the strings on uh, Glow are, like, that shit is crazy, dude. He's like, He's got an ear for it, and like I said, his workflow is just happens, and you're like, all right, well, what a, let's, that's a great one. Let's, let's go back to the other three great ones you just made. You know, which one do I want? You know? Yeah. So. And there's just, you know, much like, the dynamic within like you as a performer as far as it's like if it's singing or um rapping or, or playing guitar or whatever it's uh just the, the whole record is kind of like that you know like and like you said like it has some some goofier moments it has some uh i think some some vulnerable moments that like i really tap in heavy to and like that transparency with that and and then when you start talking more 
social issues and awareness and things like that you know bringing those things to the forefront you know there's just there's just a lot a lot of different things going on which makes it super fun to listen to it's it's uh it's like why that fucking malibu record blew my mind from anderson like because it was i i was like it was like what the fuck is this you know like there's so many different things like there's the dope like R&B stuff going on there's the the hip hop and and the rapping and there's there's some singing and then there's like those beach vibes mm-hmm. <laughs> the, yeah. the whole time you know and uh yeah it's it definitely it just kind of evokes like a similar emotion of listening to something like that when I'm cruising through the record you know like it gives me some like kid cuddy vibes sometimes or some J Cole vibes that ever every once in a while you know just some shit that i dig so it's like taps into those things for me but it's also like i think i said earlier i think it just feels like very authentic to what you're bringing and it's i think it's exciting for people to know also that like how much of your guitar like is an influence for what you do as well too you know it's just makes it very clear that it's not a one-dimensional thing. Yeah, that's you know, it's my goal is to be able to kind of blend those two worlds together and just really have people understand that, you know, I can be a lyricist, but I also like playing guitar a lot. So, you know, go ahead and hit me up if you want me to play guitar. And, people, you know, I'll be playing a lot. And I like it <clears throat> just, like, again, it's one of those therapy things. You know, it's very therapeutic to sit there and create, just soundscapes you know and sometimes you get into a nice pocket you get the right pedals you get the right anything you know you're going to be doing a lot another thing i want to touch on when we were talking about cuddy sorry i'll bring it back up oh you're good but he uh he features a lot on the record and that's another thing that he brings to the table is that he's his sound when it comes to him being an mc is just cool laid back mellow super unassuming yeah you're just like wait that's him you know you i see love him? it i love just... dude i love watching forrest perform dude. in our our new you know we've been doing a couple of shows where he's just really been stepping into it so like the new the new stage presence is is there and it's getting better and you know it's just more comfortable and if we can the more we can get up there and be you know a little goofy between each other it just it lends you know and that's just something I wanted to bring back in because I, you know. I mean, didn't. yeah, that's the whole thing with the, just the whole MG Productions, you know. When you when you guys do your thing together, like the songs that, that everybody's on or like a few of you are on, I think it's just a, a, you all bring something so different. I think I talked about that at the White Eagle a little bit, that like all of you seem to have an incredibly different voice from one another, you know, and then just... All seem to bring a different experience to the to the crew as well, and and uh, just yeah. a completely different flow. Like, you know, like Moldy's like wordplay uh, is is uh, I like the way that dude challenges himself he's, to try to you know. We've we got some. He's we're we got to put out a single together here soon, very soon. We've been working on some stuff. It's very early, but. He's got a project he's been working on for a while, and I really can't wait for that to come out because Moldy Gold's got a lot to say. And, you know, you want to talk about being able to be serious with the wordplay or tell a funny story of wordplay. Like, he'll, he'll go both ways. And 
you know, like you said, there is those different voices. He's one of my favorites. We got Moblin again, you know. Yeah, dude. Like I loved his his last release that he put out and just appreciate the fuck out of him as like a, a person just getting to hang with him during the podcast was like it was cool to get to know him like even further and and all of you guys are just incredibly warm people you know yeah and i mean if you you know especially i like when we go out you know because we we show out when we you know if we're going to a show there's usually we ride as a squad <laughs> and you know it's just it's nice to you know kind of pull up and just you know be that energy and be there to support people and just have that you know that's home base for for mg you know it comes from that warm environment where like i think the brand of hip-hop is so different because it comes from you know it comes from different places all together and i think when you get that it's just you're gonna get a different sound you're gonna get something you know very unique and specific to who's who's got their hands in it and even in the beginning you know we've got the wood panel dungeon that's one of the early releases and uh process summer war there's a lot of features and i mean a lot of songs together we got the old hit fully coolie dance is just a nice party anthem one of my favorite songs we've ever that has come from anything is a song called same level that is cuddy has his former alias is ashitaka with moblin and they're just talking about rolling around you know southeast in the back of a pickup and just doing the thing and hanging out with the friends and you know that's that's those that's what life was for you know a nice little bit you know for too much responsibility sets in you know but <laughs> those times are captured like we talked about you know and those are just songs i always go back to and remember you know the places that made us so it's cool to have that team and that warmth, like you said. Yeah, really yeah. Warm. It's cool to see it, um, you know, grow and progress from an outside perspective as well. Because I remember seeing some, some like early shows, house shows, um, like stuff at the Star Day. Oh yeah, you know? that's way back. Yeah, but surprisingly enough, a lot of people like told me that that show, like they. Like, you know, they weren't too aware of us, but from that show, you know, being just for, that was a pretty sure that was Dusty Fox's. Yeah, yeah, it was like a benefit for that Fox Morpheus, Fest, uh, yeah. maybe, or the Fox Fest, project, one, yeah. of, one of the, I think one of the two. Coincide. Might be the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I think he always doesn't want to. <laughs> shouts to was, Dusty Fox. Yeah, shouts out to Dusty. Um, definitely putting us on always. R&D. Go pine cones. I mean, that's why I know about, that, that's why I know about MG Productions, you know, is because... You know, he like had you on that and some other stuff. So it's like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's you know, and that's the nice community. That the the community's warm too. You know, that's the thing. It's you know, you have a nice. If you get the second to have an actual conversation with anybody, I usually feel like you know, there's some realness behind most people out here doing what we're trying to do. So it makes it more fun that way. It does when you're not you know, when you get to be around people that are like people you want to hang out with too yeah you when know? you pull up to the show and there's a bunch of different groups of friends there where you can pull up and everyone's like hey we're about to dance like what's up what's yeah. up you know and it's it's cool you know it's we have a a song called crossover episode and it's just a sister collective uh, called super liminal from down in san diego uh, they were up here and we did a crossover song but that's something I always think about, you know, when you pull up with different friend groups and you always it's a crossover episode man like yeah dude let's go like <laughs> let's have a good time you know like this is a special special event 
Absolutely. It's a one hour episode, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah, dude. And yeah, it definitely like makes it hard to leave early on some of those nights, you know, when everybody's, when everybody's there. But, um, I was going to, I don't remember what I was going to ask you after that, <laughs> but you know, that happens. That happens on the, uh, on the program on sometimes. The program, <laughs> on the program sometimes. What, um, what like outside of, of anima, like something like anime has maybe like a big influence on like your art or your writing. I mean, aside from like life itself or anything, but just, I mean, it's a good one. I mean, you might have to sit here and really like process like, it, but. I mean, skateboarding is a big thing. Skateboarding culture is huge Perfect. for me. Um, I thought like I, I said, saw maybe like a video. It's like some time in your story of you skating. Yeah, and, we, and, yeah. Uh, we skate. We're out there. You want to talk about things that Cuddy's good at. Cuddy Flam is a phenomenal skateboarder. Yeah? Probably he's the best in MG. We want to make an MG skate team. And he's going to definitely be the captain. But <laughs> he's, you know, he's he's got that action sports mentality. So he's just in it. But... Yeah, skateboarding's huge for us. We're big old foodies. We love food. One of our, you know, like food influences me. Uh, as far as the skateboarding, because I was, I was, uh, I don't know. I always wanted to skateboard, but I tried and it just like wasn't working out. Like you know, it just didn't. It just didn't feel right. Yeah, and I mean, I, at twenty six, I'm the best I've ever been. <laughs> you know, so that's that's cool. There's. A lot of like longboarding and like technical stuff and like bombing hills down in SoCal, but not until recently was I like, you know, I'm gonna give this actual skating thing, you know, another another go and I am loving it, you know. It's cool, it's free and just floating around, you know. Floating around and on 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 time, you know, in rhythm with whatever you're listening to. That's that's a vibe. You yeah. Know? You're skating down the street looking like you're having a good time. So it's pretty freeing. Uh that's that's uh I would think that there would be some parallels there. You know, like yeah. the, the freedom of of skateboarding with, with the music in in that sense and Although like I can't skate, I I find myself many nights just sitting on YouTube watching skate videos for for hours. Yeah. <laughs> Especially recently, I don't know. I just I just love watching people skateboard that are super good at it because I think it's insane. Yeah, like it's... to be able to the board is not attached. <laughs> like like what you can do with the skateboard is is crazy, and also just to see like what's happening in skateboarding now, and just to like watch those thrasher magazine videos all day <laughs> you know like oh, yeah, you have so much content strung across the internet and the interwebs and social media and everything you can just sit there and scroll my 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 insta algorithm knows it's like oh you want to watch skateboarding videos here you go here's all of them you know yeah and it's rad like even on youtube now you can you can even watch like espn's like street league every week like the, the full thing on youtube or whatever and it's yeah. crazy that there's. I'm pretty even sure it's gonna be the Olympics. This next Olympics coming up. So, I mean, I don't see why not. <laughs> you know, it's already like a huge international sport. You know, anytime you you see those competitions, it's it's people from, from all over the world, man. It's 
it's funny. It's it's very it's such a technical you know such a technical thing. So I just would love to see how people are going to be judging you know scoring these like you scoring is. the whole run <laughs> or you scoring you know like best trick best <laughs> trick competitions in the Olympics. Right. I got gold in best trick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be wild. Just the it's just the big air like. Just that that whole thing, just flying off the huge ramp. But yeah, also learn about a lot of cool music that way. <laughs> Watching those skate videos too, like of the course. like the soundtracks are just usually always fucking amazing. I love when people make edits to like old school songs. You know, it's just some Sunday easy listening, and they're just like shredding it. Yeah, tearing it up. Absolutely. Yeah, um, some Smokey Robinson, and they're doing like nolly tray flips it's you know, <laughs> like okay it's just that like i don't know i think it's also just the respect that those those people aren't like worried about getting hurt you know they're just they're just going for it and not worrying about the consequences but and and just watching somebody fail at something a bunch of times oh and yeah and you get to see them land the trick and, and that's like, what's amazing cool. dude. that's what's cool about now is like a lot of people just do like the raw cuts where you're just watching 10 takes of them like <laughs> whiffing in and they making it like cool and that's what people forget they're not like you know a lot of times it just used to be like them landing and people sit there for days people will break their limbs come back the next year and try to do the trick again you know it's like a lot of dedication yeah man well yeah i appreciate the hang man like i i, I like your music a lot yeah and um i think the project is just like super complete like on an on yeah another another kind of level for me like i was like i said just very blown away by it and and just dig the uh the songwriting so much and and i feel like you took some risks yeah that's what you did by not keeping it all in the same lane necessarily in in some of the like the Who Are You song, mm -hmm. like we talked about earlier. And uh, um, is Senorita the one like big yeah. R&B? Yeah, like big one, yeah. 80s, almost like vibes, almost, yeah. you know? And like, I, yeah, and it was cool because I wasn't sure if I was going to tap into, you know, a love song, but I felt like the interlude even, um, which is my buddy Nathaniel Jett from down in san diego he's a spoken word guy and, dude that shit is wild and that's just you know something that he had sent sent me a long time ago and i was like i want to put you i need because he has huge bodies of work that he puts out that no one ever hears because he doesn't push it correctly but i was like i need i need people to hear you tell a story or like express yourself like that and you know and i gave him the prompt which was just like you know like how do you feel after a long night and then you were at its party and you see somebody that you used to know on a different level, you know, and like, how would that make you feel? And that's how you, that's how you get that. You get the interlude and you know, that's, that's killer, man. <coughs> yeah. And it's just, I love how, like when you drop in on it after, after his, his narration. Yeah. It's and, like, it yeah. reminds you what's happening. It reminds you in which world you're, you're still kind of in, you know? And I think that's, had some 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 levels to it and i thought that was cool to kind of you know give them just to wrap up the idea too you know at the end of that was kind of what i was trying to do just kind of make it a little bit more simple 
Yeah, I mean, for it, if you got lost in it's his heady lung. as fuck. You yeah, know, like, and you're like, heady. you're like, wait, what is he? It's like he goes on like some Alan Watts shit. I don't know if you're familiar with like the Alan Watts stuff, but it's all like those that those types of just crazy talks and yeah. and just dropping all kinds of like crazy knowledge and they like usually put it over like a sound bed too so it's <laughs> it's very much it's very much like that yeah. um, and like he had never heard his spoken word over like a beat like that so it was cool to kind of bridge those two worlds and be like you know like this is also a little like viable easy listening you know i feel like you get the right beat and you get somebody just doing their poetry over it just you know just a whole nother thing so and i like the idea of you kind of like not just saying, hey, man, you should, you know, let me use one of your spoken words for this. But, you know, actually prompting him with something and giving him an idea of what to to write about or speak about, you know. Yeah. And it's one of those things just from hearing his work before and knowing him as a person was just like, I know that you will create something so, you know so organic for this you know if i were to ask you this way you know and so and it turned out you know still it's probably one of my favorite moments in the record oh it's cool man so it's it's that switch up it's that slow down and then you get senorita that big one and then you know kind of tapers off there's some moments i feel like it's i feel like it's it's a nice little journey it is you know and uh you got the nice the outro with who are you yeah, and then, and, the bonus and then you got the beat. bonus beat, which I think is like this nice way to kind of like process everything that, yeah. is, that you've just kind of experienced. And that kind of gives me like Tycho vibes and um, this Inventions band. You know about Inventions? Mm-mm. No one seems to know about this. Somebody <laughs> told me about this Inventions band. I got I got way into it, but it's a, <laughs> it's a dude from Explosions in the Sky. Okay. But he basically made some like really heady electronic shit some very cool productions about uh, it i mean that that whole realm of me playing my guitar and those expressions and then having cuddy just be there or you know whoever the producer is around at the time just kind of like be able to play off those that's a whole different thing i was never really thinking about but the more i think about it the more you know it encourages me to continue to play guitar and get better at that so, so good dude like those are super powerful moments i think on the record you know like even what even the placement on the the intro, like the Baldwin shit, just all the placement of the music on that sets such a. It's like I've seen that that particular piece before with mm-hmm. Baldwin, you know, but that sound bed, like that, completely changes the entire vibe of it. And it's, it's it's something that kind of like just sucked me in initially. It's just like, yeah, all we, right, like we're entering something yeah. right now. I mean, yeah, we we threw a little. There's a little. There's a little echo effect on one of the parts, and I just always thought like when he sits there and like to kind of like echo that out, silence, kind of the clapping, and just hear his voice in that like like most organic spot, and just like have it reverberate a little bit heavier than it did in the actual speech. It was very cinematic, you know, and it's something that always every time i hear it it just happens and i'm like you know i i hear his message and i love it so it's i'm i'm stoked that you know i'm stoked that someone can appreciate it as much as you know 
the energy, the same level of the energy that I put it put it out there with. You know? Absolutely, dude. I th- I just think the the whole thing is is like a very like inviting look into like the mind of Harvey Bird and and, and just kind of you know the inner workings and and what you're like willing to offer like through the songs. So I appreciate the fuck out of it, dude. Like I was I was so pumped when when I was way into it. So I was just like, yeah, like I said earlier, I just, I liked you before. I was, you're just definitely like a person I enjoy running into, you know, so it's a big smile to see, to see Harvey Bird out there. And, um, and I'm stoked to see like what you keep doing because I think you have a lot of, a lot of tools as far as, um, writing new music and and what you do with that doesn't seem like you want to place any boundaries on that and who you're going to collab with and, and yeah. what, yeah, what you want to offer to, to other people and, and share with them. I mean, boundaries are boring, man. You know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, boundaries are important. They're important. <laughs> let me just, let's back that up. You can leave that in, but let's, boundaries are important. Boundaries when it comes to music are boring. You know, you gotta be able, you gotta be willing to press that, push the envelope, you know, and find people who are willing to, you know, create that weird sound with you because in 97 when everyone was making that music i'm not sure that they thought that those would be the cuts to this day you know right and then I've, like i said i've talked about it i brought up that like the realm is kind of changing and music is fusing together and you know you just get you're starting to get a lot of different sounds and a lot of things coming out of the woodwork and it's it's cool it's encouraging it's inspiring it makes me almost feel a little bit more uh on the cusp of things because i'm not so far out of this loop and i'm because i'm not in a pocket of a certain sound you know which is always kind of sat in the back of my head as a little piece of doubt but i think as the atmosphere changes you know i'm gonna be able to kind of flourish in my own head for it you know it's not necessarily something that the world may be but for myself is this artist trying to, you know, find a sound that I feel is organic, you know? Yeah. I, th- I mean, I think that just adds value, dude. Like to not be able to put you in some short sort of like box genre wise and to not know like that maybe your next record is just you singing the whole time, you know, like, yeah. like that just that anything is kind of possible with the next record where yeah. I think with some, some artists you build a lot of expectation or, or what you want the next album to be, you know, or think it's going to be. So I think it's going to, it's going to make that a little more unpredictable, which I think is great. Yeah. So, I mean, I I just laid out kind of like a a skeleton of what I've want to be putting out this next year. And the meat isn't really all, you know, strung together, but it's kind of cool to have a new, you know, it's kind of skeleton for things. And I think moving forward, you know, I'm going to try to keep that that sound of, you know, the honesty and the transparency, you know, keep that the overall vibe. But definitely, you know, try some new things, try some different sounds. Um, like I said, I have some singles that will be trickling out over December, the beat tape, just different things, you know, more things that people be like, I thought he did this. Uh, no, maybe he does this. Yeah, yeah. you know, so it's. That's what's going to keep it cool, though, man. When you like, I think when you take those risks, you know, I think that that's what makes something interesting and, and something that people 
um, seem to like to to latch on to when you when you take those risks and not necessarily just play it safe because you could i'm i'm certain you could just write a bunch of bangers yeah Yeah. i mean writing a catchy hook is my favorite thing in the world to do is my favorite thing to do writing something that's four bars and people it gets stuck in my head it will get stuck in people's head i love that writing a catchy hook in a full song that's meaningful is you know that's that's where i always put my places like and maybe you know maybe in the future moving forward i'll find an honest and transparent way to talk about something where the course will be just a catchy course and it'll be fun that way you know so it's always subject to change but that's kind of the ideology behind it is i try to keep it in in that space right on dude well i'm I'm about it and i feel (laughs) it heavy and i appreciate it and I appreciate you you hanging and and talking yeah, about you. talking about your art and like where you come from and uh yeah just your overall transparency for shit is is very cool. Yeah, it's I appreciate you, you know, bringing me on to the program, <laughs> giving me the opportunity. Um you got to uh you got to sail us out correctly with the with the Harvey Bird. It's a program. You got to give it to the the fine listeners. This is uh this is Harvey Bird, and it's a program. He nailed it, everybody. It's Harvey Bird. I'll put all the uh the links in the episode notes so people can can keep up with what you're doing. I'll put your Instagram handle there and whatnot. I like it. I like and, it. And uh, maybe people should come out to Hungry Hungry Hip Hop. Yeah, that's December uh, 29th. And it's it's uh one Sunday. Most 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 of the time it's on it falls on cool. a Sunday. The last Sunday of the month. Usually this month it's on a Saturday. Um we're gonna be having Empress, Max Nine One, yep. who was just on here a while back, Seg of All Trades, and uh, it's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good show. And it's at Mississippi Pizza and they're always like cool as fuck about yeah. having cool shows there. So Atlantis Lounge. Atlantis Lounge there. And uh yeah, dude. Appreciate you. Uh, like I said, I'll put the put the notes there, and we're gonna we're gonna play it out with Swerve. Swerve, that'll be a good one. For Features them. Cuddy on it. Oh, Cuddy on that. Cuddy on the production. Uh, Speed Racer sound clips. That's what all the the sample sounds that you hear <laughs> are from Speed Racer. So that one is something. It's good. It's good. Good friend bangers. Right on, man. The music is available everywhere on all the streaming services. The iTunes. Spotify uh, get into it and this is it this is Swerve off of Dogwood and we will catch you on the flip side Portland yeah yeah yeah, yeah, I swerved through the city with my goons Yeah, we brought up to the function, then we blow the fucking roof Well, we might just steal your girl, but you know we never rule And the city speak the truth, you should know we on the move What it do? Yeah, my through the city with my crew My whole squadron woke his head while you always hit the snooze Mystic shooters from the hip, shoutin' motherfucker zoom And the city speak the truth, you should know we on the move What it do? Yeah you can bet, you can bet, we best The rest, no stress, yeah, no sweat Even if you pay the rest, we will jet We will still go get it, yeah With respect, you need it, yeah You could bet, you could bet, you could bet Let's get it Bet you can't do it like me, bet you can't do it like my, yeah Bet you can't do it like Flint, bet you can't do it like Modi go there Bet you can't do it like us, I bet you can't do it like squad And if you ain't fucking with the vision, kick rocks I ain't got time for your haters, that's all 
work through the city with my goons Yeah, we roll up to the function, then we blow the fucking roof Well, we might just steal your girl, but you know we never roof Innocent, they speak the truth, you should know we on the move What a do? yeah, mob through the city with my crew My whole squadron woke his head while you always hit the snooze Mystic shooters from the hip, shot a motherfucker zoom Innocent, they speak the truth, you should know we yeah. on the move yeah. What a do? yeah, yeah. Yeah, so hard up, me and Harvey Birds, our views so they can't see us Call me no reception, boy, I'm still on that Nokia All our souls on go, why we still posted on Skype, yeah, 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 uh Text frame, wristwatch, next frame at the top If you don't believe me, boy, just watch, uh Cutty Flam, my team, making waves, my son Water bandit ripper, Karama throwing shade And it's feeling about that time Time to loosen up my belt and tighten up that grind Finally seeing all the scrub and pay off with some shine Pokedex 4150 still my goons a different kind My goons they some kings, MG that's my team Major stay on feet, those little boys don't know me Walking in the streets, blowing in the breeze Shit feel like a dream, we know that they can't see Yeah, swerve through the city with my goons Yeah, we brought up to the function, then we blow the fucking roof Well, we might just steal your girl, but you know we never roof Innocent, they speak the truth, you should know we on the move What it do? Yeah, mob through the city with my crew My whole squadron woke his head while you always hit the snooze Mystic shooters from the hip, shot a motherfucker zoom Innocent, they speak the truth, you should know we on the what a do, yeah. It's a program.